Hey, Mary, you want to get dirty? Yeah, I want to get dirty, but I want to, but I want to also dance. <laughs> well, if you're getting dirty, it's not dancing. I know that much. <laughs> you don't know shit. Hey, that's my job. <laughs> um, well, don't mind me. I'm just holding a watermelon. Uh, you know, oddly enough, in Showgirls, there is a character named Penny. Yes. Um, there is. And, you know, obviously he makes her change her name to Hope or whatever it is. Yeah, because um, no one wants to fuck a Penny, <laughs> apparently. Someone didn't oh, see Dirty Dancing. Somebody didn't see Dirty Dancing because Robbie definitely fucked a Penny and definitely left a couple of pennies in there. Oh, absolutely. I think he left about seven cents in there, if you ask me. I think he left her bus fare. <laughs> uh. Oh, my goodness. Well, uh, yes, Marys, we are here to talk about, if you haven't guessed it, Dirty Dancing. And I would have understood if you hadn't guessed it because that was just, you know, our brains were just free associating for a minute and a half. So why would you think we were talking about Dirty Dancing? But indeed, we are finally... Talking about 1987's Dirty Dancing. A great summer movie. I think we're all feeling the summer love. You know, the the movie takes us from the start of the summer, or at least a vacation, to the end of one. Um, and I think I think now, August, you know, good time to visit a, a, a family camp. Yeah, and I love... I love movies from the 80s or the 90s that look back at the 50s or the 60s. Mm. I love the way that the late 20th century remembers the mid 20th century. And and just, I don't know, I guess it feels, it, it's like that whole thing where when we, I guess it's like World War II to the 80s is basically like, what is it, like the 80s are to us today in terms of like time difference. Oh, I and see. So, you know what I'm saying? And so it's like, oh my God, like what a like what a significant time to look back on. It feels like what our understanding of nostalgia is. You know, I don't think of the sixties and the nineties the same way. Well, it's also an interesting uh reference point that you're making because you're referencing World War Two, and this movie is a particularly a Jewish uh establishment, right? For mostly, if not all, I don't know, Jewish families. So mm -hmm. to reference World War II in that sense and then to see this class struggle happening, you know, this exclusion, it's just it's an interesting um, an interesting commentary. If you if you like notice it uh, from that lens. Um, but yeah, I what I, I don't mean to put you on the spot, but are there other examples of late kind of century movies that look back on that that era that you can think of? I mean, and this kind of looks back on multiple time periods, but my, the first thing that jumps to my mind is like Forrest Gump, you know? Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah. So Forrest mm -hmm. Gump, uh, League of Their Own. Okay, oh, League of Their Own. All right, Absolutely. Man. You know, All right, right man. The war, uh, you know? Yeah. It's from mean, the war department. It's from the yeah. war department. Mermaids with Bob Hoskins. Oh, when back was that? Oh, the 60s. 60s. Yes. This was the 60s as well, I believe. Dirty Dancing. What other movies... So mermaids, there's a league of their own. Um, I think of um, oh, I feel like Dick Tracy is on this list. Mm -hmm. The Sandlot. <gasps> oh, I can't wait till we do that. Yeah, my yeah. girl. 
My Girls was the 70s. Does that sort of count? It's. I think it still counts. I think it still counts. It's still uh, the... It si- seems late. No, I... It? I think it still feels like a period piece. I think that's what denotes whether it counts, okay. whether it feels like a period piece. And that very much was about the 70s as well. Sure. So, um, yeah, I think it counts. They the Sultan Fuss. Yeah. Tough break. Pe- Peggy Sue got married. Oh, why aren't we doing that movie? I don't oh know. Oh, my God. Oh, I love that movie. I do, I too. love her. You know what my new rattle has been? It's from Serial Mom. And it's when she says, the defense rests also. <laughs> I don't remember that. I haven't seen Stone Mom enough to have anything stick um, other than, like, not the brown word. <laughs> Kathleen Turner, I, I got to tell you, Kathleen Turner is uh, impeccable in that movie. She deserved an Oscar for that movie. Yeah. And I hold firm. Well, we should do Romancing the Stone sometime. <gasps> oh, I would, ra- yes, and, yes, and, um, let me tell you. Peggy Sue Got Married is uh, a gift. We can do both. Yeah, I know. I yeah. Know, I know. Can yeah. we do both? That's also from a period piece. Well, let's ch- change gears back to Dirty Dancing, another period piece, the period piece of today. Obviously, this movie is iconic, uh, iconic for various reasons, right? For me, this is like Dirty Dancing, best supporting soundtrack. Yes. I, I And I have some thoughts about this and it's not necessarily negative but it was just like the magic of movies where I think going into this you expect a 60s era soundtrack and then when there's moments that are like Jennifer Mm. Warren and like 80s music it's like Patrick Swayze what's going on here like when did when did that synthesizer happen Mm, and and I I accept it because you know especially like the time of my life great song but they almost play it as if it's actually a song happening in the movie and I'm like okay which song Uh, I've had the time of my life at the end oh I think it's supposed to be but it's like when the song itself has like very 80s instrumentation. I know. That's the only song that I feel like because, you know, the Patrick Swayze song or, uh, oh, yes, and I want to make a love and I feel all right. Mm-hmm. You know, there's like some songs where it's like, OK, that's not on the radio. But even that song, I think, was supposed to be on the record player. Right. So like there were some songs where I'm like, uh, yeah. So uh, you're right. You're right. It did kind of flirt with you know is this really supposed to be the 60s uh, particularly i've had the time of my life yes yeah i mean these dancing movies between this and center stage with that final performance and all those uh, costume changes uh, um let's hear it for jody sawyer you know what i mean <laughs> jody sawyer everybody really asking you to just go with it you know well well yeah just go with it starring Mandy Moore for sure mm-hmm. uh just go with it i feel like or no maybe just go with it is adam's this adam sandler drew barrymore movie anyway um I get over it is many get over it. Yeah. Just go with it. I don't think is a, is a real movie. I, Oh, oh, no. it's, oh it's you're Adam right. Sandler and Drew Barrymore yeah. and Jennifer Aniston. Yeah, oh, okay. Maybe it wasn't Drew Barrymore. It's just Jennifer Aniston. So I can't I was, believe that movie exists. Sorry. That... I, I was dragged to the theater. Oh, we're going on a tangent here, Mary. Whatever. Buckle up. I was dragged yeah. to the theater by my friend, Simona, who I love and I'll see any movie with her and her friend, Mel. But Simone and I have a very different relationship about movies than, like, I think Mel and Simona do. So 
you know, we probably shouldn't all three have gone to a really shitty rom-com, right? Like, I hate Adam Sandler. I will say that unabashedly. Um, so anyway, I walked in like, oh, I can't wait to make fun of this. So, of course, I am, you know, obnoxious. I was probably like 20 years old, maybe 19 years old. I don't know when it came out. We, we went to the theater. When yeah. did it come out? Are 2011. You 2011. 2011. Okay, so I was much older. <laughs> yeah, so no excuse. Yeah. Uh, no excuse. I'm still an asshole. I'm a jackass. Um, so I went to the theater, and, you know, it's called Just Go With It. And so <laughs> you can imagine what I was doing. Yeah, no. I, I feel like that became a rattle very quickly. <laughs> well, Just because, go you know. Well, yeah, like, so, you know, we'd be, you know, we'd, we're watching the movie, and, you know, something happens, and I'll go, why doesn't she just go with it? Just go with it. <laughs> when is she going to just go with it? Are they going with it? <laughs> yeah, so when does this, when does the going with it happen? I'm just the worst. Anyway, so um, why did we get on that tangent? Oh, uh, the soundtrack. Yeah, so, just go with it. Just, just go, go with it. Mandy yeah. Moore. <laughs> Mandy Moore, yeah, get over it. To, yeah, you yeah. just have to go with it. I will say, the dance sequences in this movie because you have to ask yourself, like, why did this stick? Why did mm. this movie stick so hard, right? Obviously, there's, you know, the the abortion commentary. There's the fact that it's, you know, um, uh, it's a Jewish camp, right? Like, and I don't mean camp in that yeah, sense, but, yeah. you know, like a family getaway vacation um, holiday place. A resort. Um, yeah. A resort, there it is, um, that I think, you know, is, is noteworthy and interesting, um, it's like a very Jewish movie in that sense. Um, and and obviously Jennifer Grey is in it. Patrick Swayze is in it. But there's it, it has just stuck. And that was how I watched this movie. I was like, why did this stick? I watched this movie for two reasons. It was like, how, why did it stick? And then also like, where is the queerness in this? Like, how can I queer this movie up? Mm, well, I that's mean, that's very it, easy to do. Yeah, so I would say, like, I had the same, because I had never seen Dirty Dancing before. I kind of saw, This is your like, first time? This was my first dance. Oh, my God. Oh, but, you know, great. I witnessed, you know, snips and snails of it, but I had never really had, like, the full experience. And so I was very much watching it as, like, okay, I know this to be, you know, a moment. This is, like, a cultural icon. Like, this is something that people... Mm. There are some people who've seen this a hundred times. Oh. This is an event, you know. This, this is was formative for me. Yeah. yeah, and so that was kind of fun to see, like, okay, why was this so formative? And it's, I mean, one of my takeaways was, like, I I really, actually, I really appreciated the character of Baby, and I just imagine that there were a lot of people in general, but certainly a lot of girls who identified with Baby, and I thought, oh, I'm, I get why this story and why this movie is so appealing because baby is surprisingly relatable. Mm. Yeah, baby, 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 baby. Uh, a, a kind of a meta question before we dive in, and I I know I'm kind of like veering off, but it does sort of relate to being relatable to baby. How I did not see it, I know, but there's a movie that I feel like maybe this reminds me of, and it's Call Me by Your Shame, is. Are there parallels to this with that? Isn't that also a coming of age movie where a young person has sex with an older person? Yeah, I think that at least in this one, 
baby's supposed to be like 18 and she's played by a 28 year old versus like someone who's supposed to be oh. 17 and is being played by like a very young looking 19 year old uh-huh. you know uh-huh. um where they're like doing the family dick thing and they're really trying uh-huh. to make you think it, it, it's oh, that family fucking dick yeah, family yeah, yeah, dick yeah. call yeah. me by fun your size, name is just fun size mm-hmm. guys yeah yeah <laughs> call me by your name is really just like high budget family dick you know um the grand wolf yeah <laughs> wow Gross. okay yeah, well they are yeah <laughs> you said it hey um you know well she's she's 17 in this movie yeah so i mean but at least she because I, I think that's like that's one of my big things with call me by your name is even if it was like oh but the age of consent in italy like i know i know but like let's look at the casting and how family dick it is that like army hammer looks much older than his age timothy chalamet looks much younger for his age they have amped up the the generational differences oh yeah to create this kind that of helped. like wink yes. wink fantasy yeah. yes that helped well i will say this jennifer gray definitely looked t- 15 years younger than patrick swayze Mary. oh <laughs> that was one of my also one of my takeaways was like wow i don't think i'd ever fully appreciated how much johnny castle was like so much more <laughs> a full an grown old, man a full-grown man there was a moat around that castle there were spires <laughs> there was a dungeon there was you know yeah there were bow and arrow guys you there know? were bow and arrow guys <laughs> you know there was a there's a you know uh, there was a dragon on top of that castle there was a Mary. dragon up there and i was just like oh baby you better hold the door you better hold the door <laughs> Uh, anyway, yeah, keep that drawbridge open. Baby. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, because he is, Mary, he is one hunk of a man in this movie. Like, you there's know? nothing boyish about him. It actually would have been a really fascinating casting choice to make him less broad, much younger, like an actual 24, but like really immature, you know? Yeah, like, I think if it was, like, there's a world where this would be played by earlier in the 21st century by, like, Jake Gyllenhaal. You know what I mean? Like, kind of just this, like, I don't know. I think of that as, like, a cute younger guy. But mm. this, to me, Toby is, Toby like, McGuire. Yeah. Oh, gross. <laughs> it's, like, I'll, I'll take a clean Jimmy with Toby McGuire. No dirty oh dancing for me. God. You said a clean Jimmy? A clean shimmy. Oh, shimmy. Because <laughs> I just, Toby McGuire... He's not listening, and he's fine, and he's not going to be offended because he's not gay, but he doesn't do anything for me. <laughs> I don't think he's supposed to. Yeah. Well, good, because he to me, he's just like Gomer Pyle. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I, I'm i in accordance with you there, Mary. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, there's just something about him. Um, anyway, uh, great. Okay, we, we kind of talked about that parallel. I just wanted to kind of like see what that was, but... It sounds like there is sort of a parallel because one is much older than what he's playing. And Jennifer Grey is, I don't know, she looks young. She does. I mean, she's baby, also little. You baby, know? she is little. Yeah. Um, you know, what's a little baby? Yeah. Well, she's not, <laughs> she's that, not little. that little. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Jennifer Grey, who it's like, I, when I was looking at her IMDb, like, she doesn't have, like, a huge IMDb, you know, list of, of movies. I forgot that she was in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, and let me tell you, Mary, we could just, 
we could do a quick Matron episode on only the Jennifer Grey scenes. Yeah. She's yet, brilliant in that movie. Though then there's like, you know, Edie McClurg is so great. Oh, God. Oh, I mean, that's – I can't believe we've gone seven years without talking about Edie McClurg in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, oh, oh God. <laughs> Queen. Oh. God. What is her name? This is Poole in that movie. I can't oh, her name. I you know what? I Poole. No, because he's Ed Poole, I oh, think. Oh, he's Ed Poole. And okay. so I can get there because I'm on. I'm oh, on... God. Oh, God. Oh, Ed. Oh, man. I'm I'm alling, alling while I'm clicking on Ferris Bueller's Day Off. She plays. Let's see. Oh, Cindy Pickett, the mom. Um, she plays Grace. Grace. Oh yeah, Grace. Yes, Grace. He's, he's, he's Ed so Rooney. Yeah. Ed Rooney. Yes, but Ed he's Ward also Rooney. he's he's like a you know turns out he was like a I don't know a child fan. Oh no! So yeah. he was also he's doing some dirty dancing. Of he his was own. doing <laughs> his fingers were doing some dirty dancing. Um, in, on some message boards, so I, I, I think I'd make a phony phone call to Edward Rooney. Isn't that what the <laughs> line is? Yeah. Anyway. Oh, was that was it? Cameron pretending to be? I think so. Yeah. yeah the yeah, father. Yeah. 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 We should do Ferris Bueller's Day Off. I think we'd have a lot of fun with it. It's one of those just kind of iconic movies, right? Chicago. Uh, it's very movie. Chicago. Yeah. It's very yeah. Chicago. Very yeah. Chicago. Um, uh, anyway, Dirty Dancing, iconic, and honestly, for me. It's it's there's like three scenes that I'm just like, oh, this is I, I, I don't know if it's nostalgia or if I'm just like, this is brilliant. And I don't know if you want to go in order of the movie or if you want to just skip to that scene right now. What do you think? I think I mean, anybody listening is pro- I'm probably the only person who had never seen Dirty Dancing. So if you haven't, the quick setup is, yes, it's 1963. They're at a uh, resort in the Catskills. And I think they're there for like three weeks, and it's Jennifer Grey with her father Jerry Orbach and oh, her mother Kelly Daddy Bishop. Orbach. Jesus. Oh, and we'll talk about them because I have feelings on Jerry, mm. and of course her sister Lisa, 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 uh, played by Jane Brucker, and yeah, and she finds <gasps> love right there at at whatever that Kellerman's at Kellerman's at Kellerman's yeah. Kellerman's, yeah. Um, but anyway, we can jump around. I think people will will know where we're going. Well, I think the the scene that is obviously I've had the time of my life is like people talk about the lift and whatever. Like that mm. is an iconic thing. But for me, and again, I'm just talking from my perspective. It's the watermelon scene. It's when mm-hmm. we get to look at the queers. You know, it's when we get mm. to see the underbelly. We get to see the people, the outcasts, and they're having so much fun. <laughs> yeah, no, that's very true. Is her going to the the you know staff camp and and walking in on them dirty dancing? Is I there is that feeling of like, oh, I have definitely been baby houseman holding a watermelon, walking into a gay bar for the first time. Mary, I wrote down. I said, oh, don't worry, baby. We all carry a watermelon. <laughs> yeah, and we all carry a watermelon. We all and it's so it's such a perfect feeling of like. Oh, I'm just I'm carrying a watermelon. And yeah, so, yeah. I don't that belong w- here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I haven't seen any of this. I'm the youngest person in the room. Yeah. 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 I feel I'm like everybody's looking watermelon. at me. Yeah, I'm yeah. holding this watermelon. It's super awkward. Um, 
I I think I know who you would play in the this movie. And I don't think who you would play is in this scene. Do you know who you would play? Well, you know, I thought about this a lot because just just to kind of, you know, I think there's two characters you would play. Um, okay. But we'll we'll get to that. I think that there is a world where I thought I would, you know, some movies I play more than one character. Mm-hmm. But if there was a chance, I'd probably fight to be Mrs. Schumacher. <laughs> I, You know, that was my second choice for you. Uh-huh. And I, I, it, I don't know if uh, Baby's mom, it, Marge, is ever in the same scene as Mrs. Schumacher. And I would love to double cast you. I mean, the honor to be Kelly Bishop. I wish that Marge had a bigger role, but... She has one of the best lines in the movie, though, so I will say that. Are there kids still starving in Europe? (laughs) (laughs) No, it's, I think she gets it from me. I think she gets it from me. (laughs) I also love when she's, like, bitching about not being able to play golf. Oh, I don't remember that. That's okay. There was oh. a little golf scene. Um, but anyway, uh, she, it's just adorable. She's so frustrated in the background. It's, oh. Yeah. She, baby goes up to her dad asking for money. And, oh, that yeah. scene. Mm-hmm. Right, anyway, right. Um, but so in this scene, I there's one specific girl that I would play. Otherwise, like I'd play any of those dirty dancing girls. Well, I so I mean I feel like you would you would die to be Penny, you know. Who wouldn't die of to course, be Penny? Of course, but there I also baby is that your name? Sorry, go ahead. I also feel though that there is a world, you know, that uh, over time as we as we move into as as Beatrice Strait says in Network our emeritus years, where maybe you'd also be Vivian Pressman. Well, <laughs> listen. Listen, I could play Vivian Pressman and anybody else in this movie. I could be double cast. She's yeah. in two scenes, and they're great scenes. She's great. She's great. She doesn't and need to do much, and she did it. You know, she's great. I, if like if this was like a musical, she would have like she would be what's her snakes who has the affair with Hamilton. Oh yeah, <laughs> please don't go. Yeah, <laughs> that would be Vivian Pressman. <laughs> Um, you know, I'll say this as well that I I feel like you or I would also have a lot of fun playing Wayne Knight's character Stan. We don't like playing men very often. Who but is I, this? He's he's you know he's Wayne Knight, of course, from Jurassic Park. Oh, um, him. Okay, yeah, of course. Yeah, okay. it's a fun okay. little like you know um, what was that guy's name? Leave us alone, Jr. RC. Oh, leave us alone, RC. Yeah, yeah that yeah. that crowd warmer upper that sure, we sure. tolerated. Well, there's one specific girl. Well, there's two specific girls. I take this back. So there's the in the first dirty dancing scene, you know, quote unquote dirty dancing scene. There's one girl that's dancing with a guy who's doing. They're doing. It's when. It's on the line, like, do the twist, do the, and I know you hate that part. Well, sure. And sure, I, I would, away. Yeah. <laughs> and I would play her. Are you the uh, short-haired girl? Well, that's the other girl I would play. So mm-hmm. she, this girl, the do the twist girl, doesn't have short hair, but the gum chewing girl who's in yeah. the next scene, she is also who I want to play. I think I she stood out to me as well. Yeah, um, uh, yeah, yeah. They're all they're all great. I mean, I, listen. I, I would, I would fight tooth and nail to be Lisa. You know, <laughs> that's really what it comes down to. Like Mrs. Mrs. Cal- Mrs. Don't Schumacher. Want it, don't want it. Oh yeah, no, Mary. Lisa Marge, is yes. Lisa's the role. Lisa She's the is, role. 
<laughs> yeah. Like, and if the dirty dancers aren't the queer, there's the world where like Lisa is like Lisa is like a very to me. It's not as tragic, but she's like a variation of like Dawn Wiener and Welcome to the Dollhouse. Yes, yes. It's I, like I, I maybe there's a sequel coming out. Apparently, I wish it was about Lisa, not Baby, because I'd just be fascinated to hear her story. But regardless, this scene that the watermelon scene, I love. I think it's impeccably shot. And one of the things that I love the most about it is the dancing, is the dirty dancing that's going on. These extras, and they're not. I, technically extras, I guess, but they are so fucking good. And, you know, we're all baby at that moment because we're just like, wow. Mm-hmm. And then Johnny and Penny come in. And Mary, this is one of the best. This is like up there with uh, Madonna doing the swing dancing at the Suds Bucket. Yes. It's such like a parallel of like that moment with that super hot guy. Mm. And yeah, or the um, guys, right? Because there's two of them. Oh, there's two of them, but there's that one, that the oh, Madonna's man. guy, yeah. the guy who was in Laverne and Shirley, who the one I, who loses, yeah, yeah, or the one who wins, he wins, mm-hmm. and the yeah. one who like where she drinks all his beer and he, and he keeps trying to reach for the, oh. the glass. He's uh, so that hot. little beta, yeah, he's so hot, five um, foot nothing. Yeah. Uh, so, but yeah, no, this dance, I, I, it's like rewind and watch it again. She, I could, she is unbelievable. And so is he. So I I don't want to take anything away from Patrick Swayze, but because this whole dance is unbelievable, but she is outstanding. It it is. I mean, I would say from like the BSA standpoint, like Cynthia, Cynthia Rhodes, this is like, she's such the, from, from the dancing to the acting to like the storyline, she really does get like, I didn't realize how meaty of a role it was going to be. Oh, yeah. it. Uh, she's not a penny. She's like a silver dollar. You know what oh, I'm saying? my goodness. You know, she's like when they when they put out those gold dollar coins, you mm. know. Uh, and just to note, the choreographer was Kenny Ortega. And I think he was the guy who ended up directing Hocus Pocus. Just a bunch of Hocus Pocus. Bunch of Hocus Pocus. I feel like I remember that name from that yeah he's directed newsies hocus pocus high school oh, musical interesting you love all those he did things. the choreography for this movie he did he did the choreography for this movie and for ferris bueller's day off oh there's that that dancing scene yeah, yeah. that dancing scene yeah in the parade this show is sponsored by better help mary's i'm gonna be straight with you we're here to talk about therapy And the rumors are true. I do love talking about therapy. And I do genuinely love therapy. This year has been a real journey for me and the path forward was not always clear. One of the ways I navigated it was by talking to a therapist. She was able to give me a space to verbalize all of my concerns and fears, which led to a lot of aha moments on its own. But she was also able to shine a light on a lot of things I wasn't necessarily looking at or seeing clearly. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Let therapy be your map with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash allrightmary today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash allrightmary. All right, Mary. 
I could do a breakdown of this scene and that would be our podcast. And I won't. But like I like this scene is so important on so many levels. It's shot so it's choreographed so well and then the the focal point of them coming in and her in that pink dress it is and him in those high-waisted pants mary mm -hmm. there's so much that's iconic about it because then later oh, I, I sorry i just went to a tatiana place yeah i know um, i did too and later thanks. and later um when he's doing the hip thrusts teaching baby to dance oh. that's when those high-waisted pants become integral mm -hmm. to to the, to the plot <laughs> what a waste yeah um you know it that little scene is very awkward because she is awkward and i can't tell if i love it so much or if i really want it to stop i like that he's being so patient with her i'm appreciating that the coach energy the, the coach energy. of course yeah. of course yeah. um look at you me know, and look at me in the eyes yeah one of the things I kind of picked up, you know, was like, because obviously there's that feeling of watching all this from baby's point of view. And when she was like, what are they doing? And it, and it was like the realization of like, oh, yeah, you would not have seen this anywhere else. This mm. to us, like this is especially as like a pop culture iconic moment. Like we're we've seen these clips. We've seen like Dirty Dancing as a reference so many times that like the. I don't know, the novelty of it kind of wears down a little bit. And like the dancing's only gotten dirtier. I know that much, but I feel like that was an interesting reminder of like, oh yeah, this would be like a mind blowing moment for baby. Yeah. The, you know, another movie parallel that came out a year later is John Waters hairspray. Mm -hmm. And there's a scene in that movie where um, Tracy Turnblatt goes into the like, like the the record store or wherever where um motormouth mabley is djing and they're all doing like all of the black people are doing the like the hipper dances and it's the same type of like oh my god i want to dance like this it's that it's that same kind of <clears throat> awakening in a way mm -hmm. um and so i i do love that uh device um that that Dancing is used as a device to awaken, um, you know, uh, a young person. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, I guess, again, to take it back to the like, you know, the, the queer point of view, I feel like that's that's such a part of like going to the gay bar for the first time is like that's how you I feel like that's sort of the mm. moment is when you're like when you're a part of it, you're not just an observer, but you're a part of it. And I feel like that can be very much an awakening, awakening of its own. Sure. Yeah. And could you, I mean, Mary. Imagine Patrick Swayze dances over to you. Oh. <laughs> and my then God. grinds with you, teaches you how to move your hips. Oh, Jesus. Oh, my Christ. goodness. My my button fly would just, you know, pop straight across the Catskills. Oh, my Oops, goodness. My bosoms come flying out. Wouldn't you know? that draw a crowd? Yeah. yeah. He'd come over to me and be like, oh, you got Patrick Swayze eyes. And he'd be like, yeah, I know. Because that's what Uma Thurman says in Hysterical Blindness. You got Patrick Swayze eyes. Great reference, Mary. Yeah, a um, movie that nobody's seen because you can't find it anywhere. We did. We reviewed it. We did, but it's just very hard to find it. Yeah. Um, um, it's a heartbreak. I, the other part of this scene that I love is it's when I fell in love with the cousin. Uh, the cousin. Oh, I love the cousin, Billy. I love him. 
I love him so much. He reminds me sort of of Buddy from Charles in Charge. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He has yeah. that energy to him. And I always kind of see him as a little gay. Yes, I do too. I, he's a great, like, he's a great little supporting character. He, I, I appreciate, I guess I kind of, I expected him to be in it a little bit more because he's really um, baby's entrance to all of this yep. because she, he's the one carrying the watermelons, watermelons in and kind of was like, all right, can you keep a secret? And uh, <laughs> that's a great queer coded line too. Yes. Then here, I'm going to hand you the watermelon. It's yeah. so absolutely. It's like, oh, come this way, sister. Yeah. Right up, right up the stairs. Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know, the nuances that he points out is like when they're watching Johnny and Penny dance and baby's like, they look great together. And then Billy says, yeah, you'd think they were a couple. Right. And she's like, they're not. He's like, no, not since we were kids. And I love that lens that like Penny and Johnny are just friends. Yeah. Uh, and me and too. that it never becomes like a threat. It never becomes right. an issue. I think it's, it's a really fresh nuance in a, in a, you know, in a romance. Cause usually, any other women in the story are either like an adversary or like a quirky best friend. Mm. Yeah. Johnny, because of that relationship with Penny, we're immediately taught that he's a protector mm -hmm. and he's not, uh, you know, he's not a, Oh, what's the word I'm looking for? Like predator. a playboy or a predator. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's a protector. Like he's, he's got a good head on his shoulders. Right. Um, particularly because, you know, when the later, when the dad comes and helps Penny, he's like, who's in, who's, you know, who's responsible for this, this girl. And he says me, you know, mm -hmm. not really understanding the real question, which right. is like who the, who knocked her up, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. He's who's taking, taking responsibility for her versus who should. Exactly. Um, which yeah. is Robbie. Hi, Robbie. <laughs> Hi, Robbie. Oh, I know Robbie is, of course, like. Do you love him? He's so hot. Oh my yeah. god, he's so hot. What is it uh, about him? Oh, I, don't I don't know. know. It's it just that like East Coast, you know, dark features asshole mm. that I just go nuts for. Oh. Um, and that actor, it's very tragic. Uh, he no, died that's, yeah, that's uh, right. shortly after this. He was doing some story or documentary in New York about the Lower East Side, and he like overdosed on heroin. Mm. And so, uh, yeah, there, I mean, there's a lot of tragedy around this movie. Obviously, Patrick Swayze passed away. Mm. This was Jack Weston's second to last movie. He died in the 90s. I feel Who like did he play? He played Max Kellerman. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, um, and I mostly know him from his final movie role in Short Circuit 2. Yes. Downtown, take a downtown, left. Downtown, take a left. Yeah, he was the villain. He was he, the villain. Uh, I get him confused with the, the grandfather from Jurassic Park. Oh yes, like Richard Attenborough or wow, whatever. You're good. Yeah. I right? think related to David Attenborough. No? I think so. Yeah. 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 Um no Jack Weston, I've seen him in a bunch of things. He he was not gay, but he gives off, especially in this movie, I get like very faggy vibes from Matt, from Jack Weston and I enjoy them. Mm, yeah, you know, there's there's something kind of fey about him. Yeah, a little lispy, yeah. Is uh so what were the other tragedies? Okay, so let's see. I mean, Jerry Orbach's dead, and he donated oh. his eyes. If you know anyone who remembers the subway ads from like ten years ago, was that Jerry Orbach was an organ donor, and he donated his eyes. So somebody wow. out there has Jerry Orbach's eyes. Wow. Yeah. Wow, he is gorgeous. He oh, and young pictures of Jerry Orbach. That Jesus man Christ. was so hot. Jesus fucking Christ. He yeah. Is. In the beginning of that movie, there's like this one shot. He's talking to Max. 
with uh, what's her face um, Kelly Bishop mm-hmm. and she kind of like puts her arms around him he I'm just like holy shit you your lips uh his lips that yeah. brow those features I, yeah I know I know he is striking yeah um, the other tragedy is that the director Emil Ardolino died in 1993 of AIDS. Oh, yeah. So was it the no? <laughs> Sorry. N- oh yeah, yeah. I know. Back. Yeah. Was it no? No. Uh, you know, uh, cancer. You oh, thank car, yeah, yeah. Right. oh thank God. Yeah. Oh thank God. Yeah. But he directed Sister Act. <gasps> oh, don't you just love that? A and gay person would do that, yeah. right? I'm assuming he's gay. I, I, I assume, yeah. He directed um, Three Men and a Little Lady. <gasps> One of my other favorites. Yeah. He directed the Gypsy TV movie with Bette Midler. That was his final credit. Oh, wow. Which I've never seen, but the, she looks nuts on the cover. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> she look, That movie looks absolutely insane. <laughs> she, I mean, you want to talk about unhinged? Like, Bette Midler on the cover of 1983's Gypsy is on par with <laughs> Bethany Frankel eating shellfish in her hotel room. Uh, yeah, Jerry Orbach. Ooh, he, and he's great in this movie. Um, anyway, I, that, that's, I think that's all I really wanted to point out about the, the, that, that very iconic scene. When you think of Dirty Dancing, there's only a few scenes you really kind of think of, which is why it's interesting to watch it. it it feels much longer than it is. Mm-hmm. It's only like 97 minutes or so. And it just feels so much longer than that uh, because there's so much time in between the iconic parts. Yeah. You know, uh, when, when it got to the point of like Penny having the abortion and then, you know, uh, Jerry Orbach coming to help her, like when all of that happened, there was a part of me that felt like, Oh, this feels like kind of like the third act. Like we should be rounding yeah. the corner here. And it was like, right. Oh no, we're 40 minutes in. There's yes. still kind of this whole, you know, really like the, the evolving love story between baby and Johnny. What's weird is that to your point, it feels longer than it is. And yet the time they spend rehearsing for this, this show that she's the silver linings playbooks performance. Yes. The silver linings playbook. That's over like two days, but it takes up like a third of the movie. And so like the sense of time in this is very strange. I wrote that down too. I didn't, wasn't there. And didn't she yell at some point? Cause he like, you know, he hurts his back uh-huh. and he's just like, Oh, what are you trying to do? Kill me. She's like, I'm doing this for you. You know, we have three days. And I'm just like, wait a second. Did they say this was going to happen on Thursday? I'm just like, so maybe it was a week and a half later, you know, because a they... lot of time went by. Yeah. But then I, I really think it was only supposed to be like a couple of days because when they talk about her filling in, it's like, oh, it's this Thursday. I yeah. mean, but they, it feels like days of rehearsal. I know. It went on. There was so much, so much. And again, another part of the iconic nature of this movie is that montage. Of course, of course. And like all of the moments where like baby slash Jennifer Grey laughs, you know, in the middle of a moment, like uh-huh. those all felt like real moments. Oh, uh, totally. Yeah. Yeah. Like the, uh, I don't know when she's dancing on the steps. You've mm-hmm. you must have seen that parodied or referenced before, right? When, she, when you know when she's, she's dancing the... by herself. By uh, oh, of course. Like there's there's earlier when she's like getting really frustrated, and then there's later on when she's in the little like 
tank top and the little jean oh, shorts when the oats the tank are top. Fell. Oh yeah. my god! I wrote, "You better work, bitch." Oh, it's uh, so sexy. That tank top. It, yeah. I'm just like, "Oh, you look fucking." Up. She's feeling herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, she really is, and it's such a contrast to her in the beginning, like trying to just like get the steps right and getting uh. angry. And so, baby, really, you know, to give it to Jennifer Grey, she really like. I felt like I saw similar to maybe like. Veda Soltenfuss and my girl. I feel like I saw like a real coming of age moment for baby in this movie. Like it felt like a tangible part of the story. Oh, totally. There was one moment that felt out of place. I'll just mention it now. But she confronts. It's when she, it's before she gets the money and gives it to uh, Penny. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we get to go back and, and we see the gum chewing couple and. And all that uh, b- before they start rehearsing. So a little bit back, she confronts Robbie. Right. And I'm just like, yeah, not yet. I not agree. this baby. It was too soon. I was like back in the corner, honey. Like this is barely act two of the movie. Like you don't spill water down the villain's pants until like way later. That. Yeah. No way. Absolutely not. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And then we find uh, I feel like. You know, we, we he, oh man, he gives her the fountainhead, Mary. Did you notice that? Oh my God. Yeah. Like, you're just, you know, you're, you're what is he like? You're just a number. Like, just read this, you know, but he give says, it back to me. Yeah. Yeah. He says, some people count and some people don't. Right. Right. Yeah. But give it Which back because I got her. notes in the liner. Yeah. Oh my God. I, I was just like, ugh. But yeah, no, her telling him off. I wish this had happened later in the movie. You make me sick. Stay away from me. Stay away from my sister. Or I'll have you fired. And then she pours the water on him. Yeah. I'm just like, eh, too soon. Too soon. That should have happened like after Lisa discovered that he was like hooking up with Mrs. Pres- Vivian yeah. Preston. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um, anyway, yeah, we get the the, 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 what you think the plot of the movie is, is like, oh, the plot of the movie is that Johnny is going to teach her how to dance. And the la- second to last thing in the movie is going to be this triumphant, Stallbrook Hotel dance performance. Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you know, then and that's when the the kind of the the dance montage happens. And I have to tell you, I don't know. Maybe I'll understand this. Uh, so go with me here. A formative moment for me was when Penny and Baby are dancing together while Johnny watches. Okay, I clapped. I literally clapped as the camera panned up and he was watching the two of them dance and Penny was in that red thing. I, I clapped. I don't know why. It was just such a great moment. Mary, imagine seeing th- this was in, from what I remember, if I'm trying to go back, like this was probably the first gay thing I watched as a kid. Yeah. Like seeing these two women dance together. And so it it read gay and I felt like turned on in the same way that like lesbians get turned on watching gay porn. Yeah. Well, and especially like also that scene when it's the three of them and it's Penny oh, the guiding. Mary. That was so hot. It was I, so hot. I, and I, I was like, this is incredible. This is incredible. But because it was all within that same montage, but we see Johnny on the floor and then the camera pans oh, up and we Jesus see it's baby and Penny dancing. And I was like, oh, and that leotard. I'm just like, holy shit. It was so Ugh, fucking Penny. hot. Oh, it was so good. That is like such an important scene. But I think mostly for straight men and gay people. 
I mean, yeah, I I would love to hear because I who would not just feel there was just something I, I didn't even know what I was responding to. I was like, I just love this. Yeah. This is so cool. But certainly the threesome gay. moment, I was oh, yeah, yeah, it was gay. But it was it was so because there was this sense of like penny guiding baby and i was like oh my god yeah. like those pornos where it's like the mom teaches the daughter how to fuck the guy yeah yeah yeah. it was that's exactly what it was it was like you know your your hot step cousin is showing you how to like fuck the pool guy you know oh penny god give her a quarter you know what i mean oh. yeah oh my god you know like at the very least Give her a quarter. Jesus. Uh, yeah, and Hungry Eyes, obviously, Eric Carmen's song. Oh, um, so another good. kind of iconic part, you know, when we talk about the soundtrack being such an important part. Obviously, I didn't even mention that the, the opening two songs are two fabulous songs from from that era, but the Ronettes, Be My Baby, mm-hmm. opens this movie. Um, and we have Big Girls Don't Cry, which, you know, is Frankie Valli. And so you're just kind of like, in that world but yeah hungry eyes uh I, I, yeah it, it's just one of those songs and part of this montage as well is when johnny takes off his shirt and then dances with the 17 year old oh of course yeah well we you know we love a little age play <laughs> should be the oh, name of this episode we, we love, love a little, little age play. we love a little age play <laughs> Oh God, "Hungry Eyes" is so good, but it, but also, yeah, to your point, like songs like "Big Girls Don't Cry" and "Be My Baby." There's something about those, like classics, you know, being used in movies in like the '80s and the '90s to represent, you know, mid 20th century. Yeah, I just love that feeling of a movie from the '80s playing a Phil Spector song. Mm-hmm. Oh, totally. Yeah. Uh, the other, I mean, and you know, I didn't mention it, but during the watermelon scene, it starts with "Do You Love Me" by The Contours, which yes. is like. You know, I, I, it's the type of song actually, Colin, and I don't mean to call you out here, but like I feel like you, you're uncomfortable with the way people dance to that song. Oh, they just go all out. They, it, 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 it you know, that song walks so moves like Jagger could run. People just lose now their minds. That I can dance. Oh, people go nuts. Watch me now. Hey, where? What? Yeah, right? it's and, and, and that that move that Johnny and Penny do that I love so much. They kind of like, oh God, what? it's like they're like flip flicking water with their fists, but their whole body they're just like, kuh, kuh. Uh-huh. and then they do it the other direction. And they go, kuh, kuh. Uh, I I just love it. I love that entire sequence. Sorry, I went. I had to go back there. No, oh, I I understand. God, I no, song. that is that that's the point in the wedding where I'm like, hmm. Wonder if there's any more cookies. Yeah, you know? right. You're like, oh, let them do their thing. You know, let do you do love me? Lo- no, <laughs> no, no, I don't. But I do love cookies, uh, and we love a little age play. Apparently, <laughs> and we, you know, we love a little age play. We All love right, a little daddy. Age play. Yeah. Do you, do like, you like that, that daddy? daddy? Do you, you like know? that, daddy? Uh, uh, anyway, holy shit, Johnny takes off his shirt. I, Patrick Swayze, listen, I don't know if he's a great actor in this movie. I love Patrick Swayze as an actor. I love Patrick Swayze as a person, R.I.P., yes. et cetera. And I don't know if he's great in this movie, but let me tell you something. This was, this is the female gaze, right? So, like, it's all about how gorgeous he is. Yeah, I feel like I agree with you. It's not like, you know, I think he's great. I've seen him be great in things. He's yeah. so good in, you know, Tu Wang Fu. And, and, and Ghost, yeah. And Ghost. Like, he's great. But I feel like in this, yeah, he is 
um he's he's ken he's a ken doll like he's there to be and that it's so interesting because that's his role as a character in the movie is you're here to entertain the guests you're here yeah. to be a play thing and so he kind of feels that way even sometimes when he's with baby and i feel like as an audience that's that's kind of how we relate to him as not a real person as as kind of this because i also i the thing that i think i also appreciate is obviously this is all being told as like you know, there's a little bit of narration from Baby in the beginning. So this is also how Baby remembers mm. this. She probably never saw Johnny again after the summer. But of course she would remember him in this kind of fantasy way. Right, right. This, I mean, it was essentially when she weaned off her father, you know? Yeah, yeah, certainly. Yeah. But I mean, you know, by the end of the movie, it's like there, there isn't some sense of like, happily ever after with baby and Johnny. Well, yeah. What are they going to exchange Instagrams? Yeah. Right. It's like, Oh, I'll write you, you know? Um, I, I don't know. From Nelson, so. Yeah. I got a letter from Johnny. <laughs> We're back next season. So I, you know, and, and I, I think that that's, I'm okay with that. That was kind of an interesting con conclusion to come to of like, Oh, they probably don't ultimately end up together, but I'm not, that doesn't feel sad to me. I think there's kind of a beauty and even something kind of queer about your like hot summer romance. Yeah. It was, it was your, it was your flower deflowering, you know, it's who I lost mm -hmm. my virginity to. Right. It's like, Oh, yeah. my first love. And yeah. that's what this is. Right. And it was her opening into a world. It's where she learned how to dance in all senses of the word. Right. I think she gets it from me. You know, it's, it's all of that. Um, moving on with this movie, the next kind of like thing that I, I don't know. I feel like people quote all the time or know about is how baby says you're wild to him in the car. In the car. You're Do you remember wild. this? It's raining. He breaks the window. Oh, yes. And she goes, you're wild. He says, I'm what? She goes, you're wild. Yes. I remember that because I remember being like, why are you breaking the window? But it's because he's wild. He's wild. He's wild. Uh, you know, and he's just the stallion that she has to tame. Oh, my God. I mean, he – so, yeah, he – we don't ever see – I don't think there's any, like, active sex scenes in the movie, but, like – Oh, it starts, yeah, or post-coital, but yes. Yeah, but you know that, like, oh, he just – when that drawbridge goes down, Johnny Castle, you know, the Trojan horse comes out. Mary – I don't, I don't, it was the 60s. I don't think he put on a Trojan oh, horse. Oh, there were no, yeah, there were no Trojan horses. There was, it was just a, a, a bear, a bear back. Just, it's just a sheath and a sword. <laughs> and just pull out and pray. <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. I, I, a uh, uh, thin uh, level of armor. I don't know. Um, anyway, he, uh, the, the yeah, so they 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 dance outside. You know, they they dance on the tree branch. It's a cute little scene. Mm -hmm. Um, you know, you see her nipples in the water. That's also you know. Oh, the, the lake scene. Yeah, yeah trying to do the scene. lift in the lake. Yeah. I love that. The lift is like a big thing, right? Uh, and they they spend a lot of the movie starting at this scene, kind of building that up. Um, and then we, you know, finally baby gets to fly, quote unquote, you know. Well, that's the thing is like having and, and again, like this is a me problem, but having never seen it. And then what I know from Dirty Dancing is the climax of the movie. You know what I mean? Like that's what everybody knows is yeah. the is that moment and the lift. Like that's kind of the if you had to encapsulate this movie in mm. one image, it would be that. And so in a way, it's like, oh, it does mean a lot. But like by the time I saw it, you know, 
a couple nights ago, it was like, oh yeah, this is just kind of completing part of a puzzle that I've seen already. And, but of course it's, it's not like it was a spoiler. I knew that like things were going to work out in the end, you know? Sure. Yeah, of course. Um, you know, the, the dance show kind of comes and goes, uh, it, you know, it, it's halfway through the movie, like you said, and really you're kind of like, oh, it's over. So he right. doesn't have to. OK, so he doesn't have to teach her how to dance anymore. Great. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And that's how I felt. I was like, oh, I really I what are we going to do now? And yeah. And then we found out what we needed to do. Yeah. We need or to get daddy because we, the abortion was botched. You know? Oh, God. Jerry Orbach. You know, I, I, it's funny. We were just talking, what was it, in, in the Barbie episode, we were complaining about petulant teenage daughters. Mm. And I feel like this is, like, the other end of the spectrum where, like, Baby just adores her father. But it was just refreshing to see, like, they had kind of an interesting relationship where she was, like, where he did trust her, where she was, like, I need you to give me the money and I can't tell you why and I need you to just go with me. And he was, like, okay. I trust you. And I thought that was that was kind of sweet. I, I like the relationship. I, I think there was a lot there. Uh, that's a lot of money in the 60s. So that is a lot of money. Loaded, you know, he's a doctor. Like, oh, sure. He's a yeah. doctor. He's a doctor. Dr. Mary, what was, what was your reaction to this scene? Because you obviously didn't know that this was going to happen, that we were going to have this kind of graphic scene of her on the bed. Um, I'm wondering how you took it. Because I had a a very strong reaction to it, seeing it again. Well, they didn't show like... Oh, no. But I, to me, it still felt so visceral. I mean, I had known it was another one of those things like I knew about the movie, like, oh, Penny, Penny's abortion. You know, it's one of those like sub-details I knew. So I knew it was coming. Um, I, I think this was another one of those things that I thought was going to happen later in the movie. Oh. Like, it just felt like, oh, this would be like the, you know... Uh, the third act downfall of the other, you know, female lead. You know what I mean? Sure. Um, and so I think part of me thought that Penny might die. And so maybe my reaction was more positive because it's like, oh, good. She's not going to die. Oh, I see. I see. Um, I, I actually, I watched this last night. I found myself crying. Oh. Uh, I just took, I felt the weight of this and how awful this is and how this is common. Um, and it has been, um, and it's so scary and Jesus Christ. And that's, that's where I was with this. Um, yeah. Uh, obviously like the resolution of it and seeing her the next day, uh, looking beautiful in the bed and kind of like, oh, I'm going to be okay. I'm going to be able to children again. Yeah. Thanks to your dad, all that, uh, just great. Right. But, uh, still I had this, Oh God, it was terrible. It was just terrible. So sad. Once she has that scene with baby, um, I think before she gets the abortion where she's like, I'm scared and, yeah. you know, and I don't, you know, I don't fuck around like this is not who I am. And so there was like all that too of like the shame that comes yeah. with, with doing this and what this must mean about you. And, and of course it's like, you know, uh, only to find that like the, the other person responsible for this, you know, is some like rich Yale kid with a summer job. So right. it's, you know, she is, he could afford yeah. To help out with this situation, certainly. And and she very much can't because she's just like a former rocket, you know, working a summer job in the Catskills. Right. Yeah. The I mean, the obviously I don't think we've talked much. I don't know if we're going to talk much about like the class struggle in Springfield here, but 
you know, there it it's palpable in this movie. Like it's definitely like the crux of the movie is you have the the way the working class that that baby kind of like dips her head into and kind of sees how things are, gains perspective. Well, and there's, there's even levels there where there's like there's the guests and there's probably even tears there. Like, for example, Max tells Johnny in the beginning, like, we've got you in our very best cabin. And there there is probably that sense of like, oh, were you in one of the cabins at Kellerman's? Oh, no, we're down in the, you know, um, right. in, in the suites, whatever, you know. And so there's probably like there's even that of like the level you vacation at. And mm. then within the, the staff, there's the college guys they hire to be the waiters and to kind of be these like... And to fuck the daughters. And to fuck the daughters. But it's like, oh, you know, but you're like a good Jewish boy from Harvard. Like, right. you know, you're, it, it's all good. And then below that are the dance instructors who are basically like just Trash. there to be, you know, just to be cattle, you know. Yeah, right, right. Just to look pretty... Uh to teach dance (laughs) you know to teach dance or you know i think at one point penny is is you know kind of managing that that beauty moment where where lisa and baby are putting wigs on the wigs Uh, moment another gay moment oh god it was adorable (laughs) uh, all those little like the all the dances all the little like the dance classes and the volleyball and Uh all just like the the talent show the talent show like oh and we're doing charades in the in the west lobby that's right that's right it's just that's a little joiner (laughs) yeah you little joiner it's such a to me all of that is just it's like being on a cruise ship i feel like is what this is like and it's just so fun foreign to me yeah it's it's foreign it's it, there's an old-fashioned community aspect to it because there's no phones right like there's no they're not like watching the movie you know they're not no. in, in the lobby you know what i mean it's it's all very wholesome content it's family friendly it's for families to dance together to learn the merengue and the foxtrot together and you know they make that commentary very late at the end but max says to tito backstage he's like you know it's kind of over, you know. People don't really do this anymore. But uh, they want to go to Europe, you know. I thought that was so interesting to be like. I just feel like this is the end of an era. I just feel like who, who's going to want to come with their parents to learn the foxtrot? Yeah, they want to go to Europe, and I thought that was such a, a an interesting little thing to add because it was like, huh. I know that I think we've all experienced our version of that of like, oh, maybe realizing much later, like, oh, I think the heyday of that experience is over. And it's like a very sad feeling to feel like, oh, I think I don't think we got many good summers left here. Mm. Yeah. Interesting in the context of the 60s. Right. Uh, I feel like that's also the theme of Hairspray. Right. Like there's a clash between a younger generation coming up and wanting to be more sexual and to be more expressive. And uh, there's the old guard like pre-war that's like. Well, we 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 dance the foxtrot and the Catskills every mm-hmm. summer, you know. Yeah, yeah. There's an awakening that's coming, and this is like set right before JFK's assassination. That's right. So I feel like there's you know there's those moments where it's just like oh it, you know everything's before and after that happened. Yeah, there's a it's like a set piece. One mm-hmm. one person we haven't really talked about is Lonnie Price. Oh, yes. I, I, so Neil Kellerman, Max's grandson, who's, you know, kind of uh, put trying to put the charms on baby. Can I say maybe it's when he took her to the kitchen to get a snack where I was like, is he that bad? Oh, he's that bad, Mary. Did you see how he treated Johnny? 
I know, but he took her to the kitchen and was like, you can have anything you want. You can have a brownie, you can have a piece of cake. And I was like, this guy's not so bad. Mary, um, Mary, you're going to join a cult. Like, of no. course. <laughs> I, I am just waiting for someone to pick me up in a van, give me a, uh, you know, a caftan. A brownie. And, yeah. and a brownie and tell me that my name is Moonshine. I'm just waiting. <laughs> Would someone just indoctrinate me, please? Oh, God. Um... <laughs> I can't leave. She can't leave. <laughs> um, so, yeah, no. So Lonnie Price, uh, you must know, was in the original production of Merrily We Roll Along. Oh, Merrily. That's what the that's what we in the theater. Oh, call Merrily. It. Merrily. Right, I don't know right. if you I don't One know if you know shows. this. Merrily. He played Charlie Kringus. Um, and then he went on to direct like he just directed lots and lots of theater. Um, yeah, Lonnie Price. Oh, very he was famous. in the Muppets Take Manhattan. I he see. was in that. Yes, very. Which, he was the like the main guy that tr- that gets him the show, that oh. gets Kermit the show. Yeah, you know, I've never really seen Muppets Take Manhattan. Oh, it's worth seeing for the cameos, Mary. You would oh, love it. I've seen the scene with Joan Rivers with oh, Miss Pe- with yes. Miss Piggy. That's I think I we mean, might have reviewed it. Yeah, yeah, that's just heaven. But yeah, yeah. oh, he directed the 2011 Company production. Sure. Okay. Yeah. All yeah. right. All right. Well, like anyway, that? he's uh, he's a known thing, and yeah, he's a slime ball. But he's the worst kind of slime ball because, you know, he's nice unless you're poor. Yeah, yeah, it's it's conditional kindness. Yeah. Um, well, I'll I'll take my boner away for uh, Max Kellerman's grandson. Never mind. He has that whole creepy scene where he's like. I love your hair in the wind. You don't remember that? Like, he was so weird to her. I know. I know. But I feel like early on, like, he was kind of like a Billy for me where I was like, oh, he's fine. But I know he's he ends up being a slime. But I just, I liked him for a minute. He offered her to go get a snack, and that just felt good. All right. So Mary's listen up, and this is for you as well, Mary, because you I'm haven't. Listening. You, I, you definitely, because if this is your first time seeing it, you won't know. So there's the scene where, you know, baby visits Penny and she's much better. And then, you know, there's that um, uh, God baby sneaks away and she goes to fuck Johnny in his in his bungalow. Yeah. Um, it's when, you know, they have that conversation where she learns that women kind of like pimp Johnny out at the club. Mm-hmm. So there's uh, I don't know if it's like a Mandela effect here. So. I remember that when Johnny gets up from the bed, there's a butt shot. But it was uh, cut in the Amazon version that I, that I watched. I don't think I, because I would have remembered a butt. And no, I no, no, w- no, 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 no. What I'm saying is okay. like the version that's out now, there is no butt. So nobody would have seen a butt now. But I remember there being Patrick Swayze's butt after he gets up. Well, I didn't watch it on Amazon. I watched oh. it. Um, I have access to somebody's Plex account, and so I was using their. So they had had like a. So I felt like, oh, maybe I'm watching, you know, uh, some alternate version. You know, do Marys out there? Do any of them remember back in the day that like, oh, he gets up, he puts on his underwear, and you see his butt. Right. I don't know. Because that just I'm I'm scrolling through IMDb usually has like an alternate version section, but I don't see anything here. Interesting. And because that might have said like, oh, there is a cut scene where you see Johnny Castle's, you know, rear <laughs> gate. 
Yeah, the rear entrance. The rear entrance. Yeah. yeah. For sure. Uh, anyway, Mary's, maybe I'm just remembering it wrong or I'm combining it with another movie. I don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, he, I mean, this is probably the second or third time he's fucked baby at this point in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's like, really they're banging. They're, they're banging. banging. Yeah. He's made his way into the house, man. He's, you know, castled that rook, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. How, castle beats house. Queenside Castle. <laughs> isn't it interesting that her, yeah, Spa Castle. That his name is Castle and her name is Houseman. There's, some, oh, there's something there. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah. yeah, that's true. And his name is also Johnny, so I'll take it. And it yeah. And, uh, you know, I've been called Francis every once in a while. <laughs> Francis. <laughs> oh, that name. Uh, Francis. Yeah. Francis Houseman. Uh, Francis Houseman. Franny. Franny. Right. Hey, you know, my neighbor's name is Fran and Oh yeah, uh, you love Fran. Yeah, I love Fran. And and Frankie is a great nickname for Francis if you need something to Oh Frankie up. Patente. Oh. Yeah, yeah, Franca Patenta. Yeah, Franca Potatoes. Yeah. Uh another iconic scene. I know, I'm just like this broken record, but it's the Come here, lover boy, a lip sync for the gods. I was gonna say, and this movie has a full lip sync in it. They it's fully so lip good. sync. I mean, that'd be an amazing drag race lip sync. If oh, I know. Two and queens. He still doesn't answer. Ugh. Oh. So good. It was great. That was yeah. a lot of fun. Yeah. And I, you know, uh, I I think, I, to me, it's like, from my point of view, Patrick Swayze is just like good at this. So from, from my impression is Jennifer Grey had to learn. Maybe that's just because that's what her character had to do. But Jennifer Grey, I was very impressed. She really, like, she tore it up, Miss Thing. She, she oh, dance wise, dance wise. Oh, I, she I did know. A great job. Jennifer, well, that her father's Joel Gray, man. Of course, of course. You know, I mean, she, of course, she's a dancer. Like, yeah. this just doesn't surprise me. Um, there's another queer coded moment, and it's when Johnny gets mad at Baby because they're sneaking around, and he's like, "Oh, well, you're never gonna tell your parents about me." Oh, so he just feels like the shameful secret. They're closeted. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it does make you yearn. I certainly made me yearn for, like, a gay, dirty dancing where, like... Yeah, right? Baby's, totally. It would baby's work. a boy, baby boy houseman. It's Call Me By Your Name. <laughs> it is, but something that's not Call Me By Your Name. Ugh. There's no peach. Yeah, no peach. Um, yeah. I wonder what your thoughts are, because this is also when we also fall in love with the, the other queer person in the movie. Um the the scene where Johnny refuses to like be a whore for Vivian. Yeah. It's all soundtrack. It, this scene is surreal to me by the, the hula Hana song, the yodeling mm -hmm, song. Mm -hmm. Yeah. With Lisa doing her number in the background. Mary, I, when she does the, like uh, she sings the, the line, like shake your glass four, five. I, the, the way that she sings away three times at the end, and then there's, like, that vocal fall. Uh -huh. And then she does that very, like, Christopher Guest, like, move at the end. This was before its time. Oh, Lisa, I think, is an, is an underappreciated icon of her time. That performance <sighs> is... That performance walked so that Parker Posey could run. I, I said, cast Parker Posey in this role. Yeah. This yeah. is very much a Parker Posey kind of role. Jane, the I think dancing. We oh my god, yeah. the weird legs. Anyway, go ahead. Mm -hmm. Yeah, the little, the little, you know, wobbly <laughs> knees, legs. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think we talked about Jane Brucker when we first talked about Dirty Dancing, but she's she doesn't have that many, you know, uh, not that many film credits. I think she 
She retired. <laughs> After this role, like everybody fucking hated her, Mary. I know. What a shame. Ugh. What a shame. Yeah, it's, it, this is a hard thing to shake, especially that, you know, the the even the last number when she sings that solo. Yep. Nothing rain or shine. I like the, the, it's iconically bad, and she's so good at it. You she's know what so I mean? She's so good because there's like one or two, and listen, you know, I got ears of corn, so I can't hear a note. But like every once in a while, it felt like she was sort of hitting the note. So it like it was kind oh, of oh yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was that's interesting right. where it was like oh you're actually you're not awful. But you're not great, and that's harder to do than being awful or great on their own. The yodeling song is just, like, unhinged. Yeah. Mm. I feel like I read that she wrote that. No. Patrick Swayze, Patrick Swayze wrote um, the song in this movie. She like wrote that song, but I thought I had read that Jane wrote the hula song. No way. That's amazing. But I listen. Listen, Linda. I could be wrong because I'm looking at the IMDb trivia now. And I thought I read a lot more trivia that I'm seeing here. Let's pretend she wrote it. She deserves it. She's Jane Brucker. She deserves it. <laughs> oh, so funny. Um, yeah. And then, of course, we have that great scene with uh, what's it called? Yes, by Mary Clayton. Um, that's the, we're going to make a love and we'll feel all Oh, yes. yes. Oh, my God. That song is so fucking good. And it's when she knocks on the door. Hey, Robbie, it's me. And then uh, she opens it and he's fucking Vivian. Oh, my God. I just, I mean, again, it just needs to be mentioned. I, as much as the 80 songs are so anachronistic in this, it, it's almost like Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead levels of good in terms yes. of the soundtrack where i'm like great yes beats, levels beats, of great beats yeah oh great. my god yeah no, again best supporting soundtrack this Absolutely. movie i don't think would be as iconic if it weren't for i've had the time of my life she's like the wind yes be my baby big girls don't cry do you love me hungry eyes oh should i go on um hungry uh, eyes uh, is just is just heaven hungry eyes is takes me right back to like the dentist's office in 1994 i'm in heaven <laughs> anyway uh yeah uh, the, the music is so important in this movie um they're making a musical of this and i'm kind of like how are they going to get away with all of that licensing because you need this music yeah, I was, you know, of course, watching this, I was thinking like, oh, what would be the musical version of this? And I know they did like a movie musical version of it recently um, with like Abigail Breslin or something like that. Oh, my God. Because there was like a movie. And I, and I just saw a few reviews that said it was terrible. And I was like, yeah, no, I'm oh. I have to like I Abigail Breslin, this. like no offense. I don't think she's listening either. But like much like Tobey Maguire, she doesn't do it for me. And I just feel like. Little Miss Sunshine was pretty much like the peak for me. The peak for her. Yeah. And then after that, honestly, right. like even even those Fannings, I think they all. I think I liked them all when oh. they were younger. Oh, yeah. Abigail, Abigail, and the Fannings. Yeah. Um, the, the, there's the younger Fanning is better than the older one. Yeah, the younger Fanning is better than the older one. But I also saw the younger Fanning in something recently where I was like, oh god, I just remember when you were like just like that little Munchkin in Atonement or whatever. <laughs> Wait, what's her name? L. 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 Fanning. Um, yeah, she's a little. She's a little wasn't she? Oh, she was in Maleficent. That's what she was as like a as an adult. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, I guess I, I I guess I'm not that familiar with her, but she was to me it always seemed like she was more celebrated than um, Dakota. Dakota was just like too weird. Yeah, but they both. I mean, as an adult, rather. they still have careers, which is very surprising oh, to yeah. me. Well, you know, they're the Fannings. They're the Fannings, for God's sake. They're the Fannings. Yeah. You got to fan the fire, you know. Yeah, you got to keep the flames <laughs> elevated. That's right. That's right. Uh, you know, the the movie kind of. Um, has to wind down now, right? So we have to get um, Johnny in trouble. You know, there's the whole stealing thing. Again, some more class issues. And it turns out it was the kleptomaniac, Mrs. Schumacher, your character, the whole yep. time. The whole the time. Whole time. Um, but Johnny, you know, he has to leave. And, you know, they don't exchange numbers or anything. And they're kind of, I don't know, she's like smiling. She's like, ah, you know. She's I like, I can't imagine being here without you. It's so yeah, weird. It's <laughs> so weird. And then he, you know, they do the, the final number, which, you know, obviously the we get the things are changing. Families don't want to come here anymore. And then uh, Robbie, not Robbie. Uh, yeah, no. Ro- before Johnny comes in, the father finds out that Robbie is the one for the quote unquote penny situation. Yeah. This writing, actually, if I'm going to praise the writing it, at all in this movie, it's how how villainous they made Robbie by how when whenever he referred to Penny because it was called the the situation um, messes like this mm-hmm. uh, yeah 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 no Robbie is he's he's so hot but he's such a monster slime ball mm. um, anyway so yeah no and I and Jerry Orbach gets that moment where he gets to take the check back which I just loved um, and then Mary what did you think of nobody puts baby in a corner was this how you thought it was going to be on Mary, it's so clunky. I think they could <laughs> cut this completely. It makes no sense. I was so afraid that Baby said it, but it's like she's just sitting there. She's not even technically like in a corner. She's just like against the wall. And it just doesn't make any sense. It's not necessary. I have to say, I know that it's iconic, but I don't. I think it's better as like a tagline for the movie mm. than a line in the movie. Mm. I'll say that. Hey, uh, I, I'm I'm with you, Avril Lavigne, for sure. Yeah. So, uh, why I gotta go be so complicated? You know. <laughs> yeah, she's with the skater boy. So yeah. See you later, boy. See you later, Dad. Um, I I also one thing I noticed, kind of in retrospect, watching this again as an adult, because uh, I saw this recently, like when I first moved back to the city. My friend invited me to this like house party where they projected it really big and we uh-huh. watched it in their living room or whatever. But one thing I noticed this time around was they're dancing at the end, Baby and Johnny, and they're like doing the dance they were going to do at the, the hotel. But it's like we get to see Johnny's fleshed out idea of like what he means by like something new and something different and something fresh. Yeah. And what I think is interesting is that like we already saw the the the, the traditional dance because we saw it with baby at the hotel. And then now at the Kellerman final performance, you see him like the added in like dirty dancing. Mm-hmm. And it mm-hmm. it isn't that it doesn't read that fresh. <laughs> It's not that dirty. Um. Well, you know, it's like there's like little moments, you know, when he jumps off the stage and then he's like doing that little solo down the front, down the aisle. Oh, you hated that. And she's just kind of like standing there just like laughing and tousling her dress. Like uh-huh. it's just one of those things where when like, 
what are we doing here? But, <laughs> you know, and what I thought I might have cringed at, but I actually absolutely loved. I love when the rest of the dancers start oh. dancing up the aisle with Perry. him. Penny. Penny, uh, all of them. Short hair girl. Like, it's short just, hair girl. I yeah, had they're such so a good. like because yeah. they're because the rest of the audience doesn't know what to do except Marjorie loves it. But they're just cheering them on. They're giving you like, you know, audience at a drag show, throwing dollar kind uh-huh. of energy. And then it's like a Michael Jackson video where they're all doing like, you know, beat it up the or, uh-huh. you know, uh, uh, thriller up thriller. the center yeah. aisle. Cool. And I was cool. like, this uh, is so, so good. So I good. love this. So good. Oh, Penny, I can't. Stop praising the fuck out of Penny. Penny. My God, Cynthia Rhodes. Cynthia Rhodes. Fucking Christ. Yeah. Yeah. We've never talked about Cynthia Rhodes before. Yeah, because we haven't talked about Flashdance ever. No. uh, I don't think I've even seen Flashdance. I've seen like snips of it, but I haven't seen Flashdance. She was in Staying Alive. I haven't seen that. Um, I saw that a very long time ago. I don't even know when. Yeah, I couldn't Um, tell you. But anyway, Cynthia Rhodes... uh, you know, people people forget to talk about Penny, but like she is so fucking good. Um, anyway, I you know I, I I have to say it again. I love Marge in this whole scene. I feel like she it is almost as if like if I were you know some sort of dramaturg, I would be like, wouldn't it be great if Marge knew the whole time and was rooting for Baby? I needed Marge to have one of those moments. I needed Marge and Baby to have a moment where she was just like. I fucked your father when I was 16. You yeah. know what I mean? So like who might have like stop you? Yeah. yeah. Who might I found your father, you know, uh, at a drugstore. You never know where love is going to turn up. Something. Like, I would have loved for her, you know, to, like, just, like, pass her a condom. You know what I mean? Like, some, yes. some sort of, like. Take this lambskin. <laughs> yeah. Take this, all of you, and eat it. Yeah. Um, I, 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 I don't know. There's just something about that about her knowing and uh, approving energy in this final scene that I'm like, ah, wouldn't it be great if the whole time Kelly Bishop's character was just watching baby and knew that she was, that she was sneaking out, you know, like, Learn how to dance. She went to the hotel. You know, like, mm-hmm. uh, like we, I think it would have been it would have added such a different layer to like just show us like one shot of her watching dance, watching baby dance the hotel. Like she's like, uh, what's her name? Uh, Muriel's mother at the wedding. You know, or she's um, no, I, I was gonna say Cheryl Lee, La- Lee Ralph in Sister Act Two, but no, that's more she had she was disapproving and then not. Um, mm-hmm. That's more Jerry Orbach's character, but yeah, no, I just kind of would love to find out that Kelly Bishop's character was kind of in cahoots, um, uh, silently, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have liked that. Uh, well, she went on to be the grandmother in Garma Garbs, so at least she had that going for her. You love Garma Garbs. Garma Garbs, and did you know Cynthia Rhodes? This was one of her last movies, and she retired to be a mother because she had married Richard Marks. Oh, yeah. He was hot at once, right? Richard Marks. Remember him? Uh, oh, I'm looking at a picture of them now. I think that he I looks kind of hot. Yeah, she could have gone. She should have gone for John Cicada. You know what I mean? Who? I I don't think I know Richard Marks at all. He's a singer. Yeah. What was that? He has a very much like a um, dentist office song as well. <laughs> What's it called? 
I don't know, Mary. Oh, you wait, I'll tell, tell me. you. Right here waiting. I'll be right here waiting for you. Remember right that song? Right here waiting for you. Mm-hmm. Wherever you go, whatever you do, I will. Oh, my God. That's yeah, him? That's him. She oh, married wow, him. Oh, wow. She married him. Well, she, you know. Yeah, hey, she married him. And you know what? I'm looking at some pictures. He's fine. But still, I w- look at some pictures of John Cicada and tell me you wouldn't go for John Cicada instead. John Cicada, you oh. uh, you are a dictionary in so many ways. Cicada, I, useless information. I know this. Oh, John Cicada. Oh my God. John Cicada. Yes. John Cicada. He had that great <gasps> the rhythm. Song. Is gonna get you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my God. Wow. Yeah. What was that? He has that great song. Um, John Cicada. What's that song he's got? Um. Just Another Day, that's a great song by John Cicada. Yeah. Just another day, just an ordinary day, just trying to get by. Just yep. kidding. That's, that's uh, him. That's, that's Carlton. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. Uh, yeah, so anyway, I don't know if she had a choice, but if she was given a choice, I think I would have gone with the Cicada. Wouldn't it be wild if, like, he wouldn't pay for the abortion? <laughs> Who, John Cicada? Well, like, no, uh... What's Richard Marks? Richard Marks. And then he's like, No, you have to you have to quit your Hollywood career and have this baby. Oh, and she's God. like, What's she's going like, what on? What am I penny? Yeah. What am I penny? What's happening? And he's like, Guess what, baby? You know, nobody put Cynthia in the corner. Oh yeah. Uh anyway, dirty dancing. I uh, final thoughts, Mary. What is, is does this hold up for you in terms of like iconic status or you know, Absolutely. I I can feel the way that this is one of those movies that people watch multiple times, that there's nostalgia, there's great music, there's iconic moments, there's it, it's a great little ensemble of characters. There's, you know, you could you can come for the Johnny and the baby, you can stay for the Penny and the Lisa and get a Lisa. scoop of Marjorie and uh-huh. Lisa. Oh my god, Lisa and Marge. Oh wow. We it took us Took us an hour and twenty minutes. Jesus That's Christ! That's insane, Lisa. <laughs> That's all I had to say about this, Lisa. Homie, she gets it from me. <laughs> I think she gets it from me. <laughs> Nobody puts Bart in a corner. <laughs> oh, anyway, I'm glad there was no like petulant little brother. Like, I think no. I like an older sister, you know? Yeah. There was that weird scene where they oh. were in bed. Do you remember that I thought that they scene? were going to kiss. I thought they were always like, oh, this is when it gets weird. <laughs> oh, no. I'm talking about that other scene where, like, Lisa was like, daddy listens to me now. Oh, <laughs> that like, when they're what? going to sleep. But then later in the movie, I think after the fight between Johnny and, and right. no, I know Robbie, that scene. when she's yeah. like, oh, here, I'll fix your hair. You look beautiful. You look yeah. beautiful you look, your you look way. Pretty. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah, I yeah. thought, and, this, and the lighting was all soft and dewy, and I was like, I think these Hausman sisters are going to make out. <laughs> I think they're playing doctor. Uh, it's another penny and baby scene. Honestly, yeah. I mean, th- I, for this movie to not be an, a lesbian awakening, I'm confused. I feel like it does. I feel like lesbians, lesbians, you know. lesbians out there. You know, we want to hear from you. Is I'm, this a? Is this a? Is this a thing? Is this a root? Is this a root? Yeah. For is you? it a root? Yeah, yeah. Is it a root? That is particularly that scene between baby, oh. Johnny and uh, Penny. Yeah, because I think it's a, a a delayed root for me. I think it rerooted me. 
Oh, well, I would love Johnny to reroute me, Mary. Oh, I would like him to roto root me. Yeah. Yeah, he can root, root, toot, toot, and doot, 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 you know? Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> and that made me think of Valerie talking about yes, the beady, beady boys. The beady, beady boys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> root, doot, doot. I like it when you do it. Yeah. God. <laughs> Uh, you know the weird, the Do weird nuance of that is, I feel like Mark <laughs> genuinely thinks Valerie is funny when she does it, and it's such a character choice that he doesn't yeah. think she's annoying when she does it. Yeah, he no, he likes her. He he loves her. He loves Mark. Val. Actually, likes Valerie. Yeah, yeah, he loves Val. Uh, anyway, I love this movie um, for its nostalgic uh, factor. But if I'm being totally honest with you, Mary. There's just those three scenes I need. Those are the scenes yeah. I need. And and otherwise, you know, okay, well, great. Well, I think that's what makes this like a good movie to put on just, you know, in the background. And then you sure. stop and watch those scenes. And otherwise, it's just like the comforting sounds of 1987's Dirty Dancing. Yeah, the soundtrack, right? I, I mean, I, are, do you know any? Oh, here it is. Dirty Dancing album held the number one spot on the Billboard album chart for over four months. Yeah, yeah, I did read that. So, and then they released like a, you know, more Dirty Dancing album. <laughs> Is that right? Such yeah, because, grab. yeah, absolutely. Oh, well. Uh, yeah, interesting, interesting. Mm. Um, well, all right, well. Uh, Mary, I think, I, I know you have to go back to work, I have to go back to work, but this has been... Really fun. Really fun. And guess what? I at the very end I saw in the in the credits that uh Jane Brucker and Kenny Ortega wrote Hulahana together. <gasps> oh, isn't that nice? Yeah. It's yeah. So, nice. so there you that. go. Yeah, a little just one more rose for Jane. All right. Well, good for good for good for Jane. Good for Jane. Uh well, you know, as uh Penny at the start of this movie says, Come on, ladies. God wouldn't have given you maracas if he didn't want you to shake them. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, you know, as as Marjorie Hausman says, I think I'm going to go lay down. <laughs> Marys, thanks so much for listening. Thanks for getting dirty with us. And we will, you know, see you in racing. Yeah, yeah. See you next season. Yeah.